Oh my gosh, I'm so annoyed. Gmail used to be really good about putting all political stuff into like my promotions. So like I didn't really see it if I did. Occasionally one would slip in. And Dave told me, and I don't know if it's true, like I guess some political action committee or something sued Google. They were like, you have to let it go into like regular mail. And I, for the last two weeks, I get nonstop, nonstop emails. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I can't. And then some Republican ones slip in sometimes. And I'm like, who is this for? I just got a Stacey Abrams one. I'm like, I'm supporting all of you guys, but it's really, you're making it hard right now. I know. I just got one today that says, hi, Tanya. Vivian <laughs> with Republican Party of Wisconsin. My name is not Tanya. I'm not a Republican and I don't live in Wisconsin. <laughs> you got it all wrong. Literally all of it was wrong. I mean, what you the registered fuck? over there one time to fuck with their primary <laughs> and... For not much longer, in the Garden View Studios in Albany, New York, I'm Bobby Pape, and this show has everything, and this week, we really mean everything in the kitchen sink. Joining me to do a little housekeeping around here in the T-She Run Sheet Studios, uh, catching up on things we've been meaning to get to for more than a little while, in the case of some of these, in the Stick of Butter Studios, it's Anne Dominion Voting Machine Hacker Lundholm. Good evening, Anne. Good evening, Bobby. I would never have known that you just did that off the top of your head. It was so polished. It was. I'm impressed. I do what I can. And you just heard her also joining us this evening on our, our trio, our triad of house cleaning in the middle-aged momish studios. Be careful or she'll break your best pencil. <laughs> It's Hillary, the H-bomb Livingston Butler. Good evening, Hillary. We really should have like a Patreon for the break, except that people would be like, you guys are terrible people. <laughs> they really are the Patreon. They would think I was, at least. I mean, all you did was make a little girl cry. Yeah, well, it's okay. She had it coming. <laughs> uh, we're going to do a little small talk, uh, followed by our mailbag, including your favorite monsters. No ironic answers. Uh, and then we're going to do some medium talk, wherein we are going to take the ever-running list of show ideas that we've had that were good enough to keep on our run sheet but not good enough to actually do a show and we're going to run through them pardon the interruption style and see if they merit conversation or not maybe maybe we'll refine something maybe something will become a future show maybe some things will be thoroughly regrettable you're along with us for the ride after that we'll do some housekeeping and how you can get involved with the show but first small talk and it stays with me because as i uh, mentioned at the very 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 top of the show i have some news and that is that I am moving. Again. How many okay. times have you moved since I've known you? I don't know. I've lost count. Because you were in Rhode Island. Yeah. That was right. when you had that big like mixer thing or whatever, right? <laughs> oh, the Hobart mixer. <laughs> I was just thinking about that the other day as I was making chocolate chip cookies with my much more standard KitchenAid mixer that I'm still breaking in. And it's a delight every day when I walk into the kitchen and see it and it sees me and we lock eyes. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm now that Sam's going to Boston a few days a week and staying with her mom every Monday night. I'm just like making something to send Sam with. Aww. So one Monday night it was chocolate chip cookies. 
um, with my secret family recipe, which you'll find on the Toll House bag. Um, it's a good recipe. It's a really it good, is a good recipe. Re- it is a good recipe. I mean, there was yeah. a um, whole episode of Friends about it. Right? <laughs> From Phoebe's <Yeah>. grandmother, <laughs> Nestle Toulouse. <laughs> Uh, so we are moving again, but we are moving uh, a couple of miles down the road. So uh, we have been in this apartment now for about a... It's amazing how time flies. First of all, we've been doing this show a long time. Three years. Well, well this iteration of the show, three yeah. years. But we've been doing this, this shtick of us pretending to need an excuse to bullshit every week for seven years longer? Eight? Yeah, like I think that. at least since 2015. Yeah. And uh, we've all moved a time, right? And you've moved how many times? Zero. And Hillary, you've moved how many times? Zero. Yeah, right. So I moved uh, my bed. Like, I repositioned it, but that's about the extent. Right, that's fair. Mike that's moved a, real... a couple of times, to be fair. He did. Yes, he did. He did. Yep. And uh, Meredith and moved then... a couple of times. Yeah, see? See? So really, so... you've done 50% of the moving between six people. <laughs> right. Exactly. So... Uh, we, uh, you know, when I first got here, I was in the uh, the apartment in the sky, the penthouse uh, over oh, by the, the park. Bachelor Arms. Right, which was amazing, except it was tiny. And then there was the part about my kitchen turning into a water feature. Right. <laughs> um, and then same landlord listed this two bedroom that I'm in now. And I was like, boy, some elbow room would be nice. And it's right around the corner. And I've been here since January. And my lease was going to be up, you know, in a couple of months. So I had to make a decision about renewing or not. And... Just looking around when you're a renter, not an you know when you don't own, it's like, well, boy, in unit laundry would be really nice, and boy, a second bathroom would be really nice, mm-hmm. and things Ooh. like that. And so we weren't really looking, but we were kind of looking, and we found this gorgeous uh, two bed, two bath apartment with in unit laundry and ample parking, and it's close to a bunch of stores and things. And we were like, why is the rent so affordable? Because it's in the middle of a commercial district over a pet supply store. <laughs> it makes no sense. Like it's it's like it's a McDonald's and then a gas station and then the healthy pet center and then a shopping plaza with a grocery store. But above that store, there are these three apartments and they look beautiful. Hardwood floors, nice sized kitchen, new appliances. Everything's nice and clean and like not like landlord clean where everything's just been coated in white paint, but like actually cared for clean. Um you know, HVAC, air conditioning, heat, all included in the rent. And I was like, how is this possible? And it's like, oh, because nobody wants to live like in a commercial strip. But but I do because it's <laughs> super like, convenient. I, yeah, that's it's right up Bobby's alley. Right. Like, oh, I'm going to just take a stroll over to the Hannaford for lunch or the two Thai restaurants within walking distance or Scissor Sisters or whatever it is, which we're still <laughs> figuring out. <laughs> The Scissor Society? Was that what it was? Scissor Society, that's what it was. Not the Scissor Sisters. That's completely different. So, uh, yeah. So, just And the rent's not that much more. And when you balance out the fact that the utilities are included, it's like really not that much more. And it's a little further out in the suburbs, but just a bit. And the neighborhood's a little less shitty than this one. And like, it just kind of made sense. And we looked around and we were like, do we want to move all this shit again? And I was like, well, I kind of want to throw out a third of it anyway. So... Yeah, why not? Let's do it. So we're going to just in December, we're going to overlap the apartments for a month and just take some car trips back and forth down the road. And it's a second floor, but it's also the top floor. So we won't hear very large cats running back and forth across the floor <laughs> above us like we do right now. Everywhere else and, will hear your very large cat. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's a pet store downstairs, so they don't care. I went into the store and I talked to the young lady behind the counter and I just said, so like, what's the building like? What are your hours? The, the latest they're open is like seven. Oh, good. 
and the building's very quiet and there is a rescue behind the healthy pet center, but it's um like it's pretty well contained, so the sound is well contained. And um I just know Sam will end up volunteering there, like that'll be easy for her, she'll want to do it. And when we explained that we have this one big orange cat, the girl behind the counter just lit up and she was like, Oh, if he can wear a harness, you can bring him down here and let him walk around. Oh. And we're like, Okay, so we're gonna make best friends with the pet supply store. Yeah. So Oh, there you go. I know that Sam has been kind of dog curious as well, <laughs> right? I mean, what are the odds that you stay at one animal? That's what I was wondering. Well, we've been meaning to get to a second animal for a while now, either another cat or a dog. Um, the woman who is in the apartment that we looked at now has a dog. So when we looked at it, she and the dog were not there. But um, we are like the lease is like pets, cats, yes, dogs ask. Mm. But like she has a dog, so we know clearly they're cool with it. Yeah, probably just not like Great Pyrenees or something. Right, exactly. In our two bed apartment, so mm-hmm. and there's a lack of green space. That's the problem, like because it's in a commercial zone. But there's a really beautiful rail trail that's basically right behind the property. So with a little work, you could walk a dog. Uh, yeah, maybe. I think part of it's just our schedule right now, right? Because Sam's not here for three days at a time, mm-hmm. and the cat and I kind of have a a mutual understanding that we don't bug each other too much when she's not around. <laughs> if I'm sitting on the chair, he'll sit in my lap. We play a little bit. I'll brush him, but like, you know, the automatic feeder does a lot of heavy lifting those days <laughs> because I just I left the house fairly early this morning and got in an hour ago. So like, you know, dog would be hard. We'll see. We're probably getting a dog. <laughs> you are. <laughs> yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. Check back in six months. So, so yeah, I'll let, I'll let you know when my bindle is packed. But um, we'll, we'll be here for another probably month and a half or so. We'll probably try to get the move done before Christmas. So counting on the days in the Garden View Studios. Oh, yeah. Aww. Lots of light, too. It'll be nice to have windows that are, you know, fully above ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I hate those half half sunk apartments yes. yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. All, all of our windows are like the cat loves it because they all have a ledge right yeah so he's sitting there yeah. and he's staring right at ground level at everything now he's gonna have to look uh look high and back and we're, and we're off the street where the apartment's in the back of the building so um the view is like the side of the trees around the gas station in the shopping plaza oh, can he lot- look at birds yes he should be able to see birds okay and watch perfect. eat birds instead of squirrels <laughs> perfect uh, but, uh, you know, the windows here are one challenge. What challenges is uh, Lundholm Construction LLC taking on these days? Oh, Lundholm LLC, we are back up and running. Um, we got our license back, resolved those pesky little legal issues that we've been dealing with. Gotta love housing court. <laughs> but uh, last week I did realize, oh shit, it's almost November. I have not started designing the gingerbread house for this year. You know, last year I worked on it. Basically since February, because it was new to me, and I was testing and putting things together, and I figure I don't need all that lead-up time, but I am in the thick of designing now, and I've even one-upped myself from last year. Uh, Not only did I get the gridded plastic sheets from Michael's so that I can do precise measurements, I also bought some foam core, so I'm going to do the model on foam core before I do it in the gingerbread so that I make sure sure that everything fits properly. 
I've already had to go back to Michael's because it's Joanne's uh, once and I'm going to have to go back again. And I told myself, I'm keeping it simpler this year. I'm keeping it smaller. We'll I'm not see. saying anything. Okay. <laughs> but you're pausing for a punchline. The, the plans, the plans, they come. The brain insists. The vision is there. And I don't know. I guess I was wondering whether to keep it a surprise. But I have sort of talked about it with you. Is the front of the gingerbread house is a replica of Meredith's house. Yay! We'll see if she listens to this when she's not on. Because it looks like a fucking gingerbread cottage. Her house is so cute. It's so cute. Now, do you have um, blueprints for a little um, eight-mile neighbor? (laughs) (laughs) A little car up on blocks with the hood up. (laughs) But you have to add little cats. I I haven't gotten further than the front because I don't have pictures of the sides and back. Actually, I have seen a picture of of the back. (laughs) Great. I've seen a picture from the back, but as Meredith said, the charm is really all on the front side of the house. The back half of the house is sort of ordinary and so I thought I would use my imagination a little bit to try to match the back to the front and and see but also her house is not very standard so i'm having to do some funky things in order to make this work so we'll see how closely it hues to the real thing but it's it's proving to be fun so far i keep thinking now i'll just finish this tonight and then tomorrow i'll make a batch of gingerbread and i've thought that for about a week and i think it's probably going to be another two weeks of design before i start baking anything so we're in it for the long haul again. I'm excited. I know. The Me other too. Thing, the other thing I was thinking about is I'm still really um, paranoid from the mousening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Having like open food. Out yeah. Having. So I figure when I have pre-construction, when I have all the panels baked, I can just leave them in the oven when the oven's not on, obviously. Yeah. So that'll yeah. be a sealed environment. But once I start building it, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Just get, one, get a really big rubber bin, like a... Like a <laughs> oh, like that's a, a good idea! And build it, build it yeah. on the lid. Mm-hmm. And then just, yeah, put the... Like, get a clear one, and then you'll still be able to admire your work. Mm-hmm. But just get one that isn't a pain in the ass to unclip from the lid, right? Right. And then you can just lift it up. It's like a like a cake carrier. Yep. But yeah. the size of your gingerbread house. house which yeah. Or build giant gingerbread or fondant cats that will scare <laughs> away the mice. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Don't forget that you're going to need a little gingerbread Subaru in the driveway. Oh, God. Can't, I mean, that's right. Does she park it outside or do they put it in, in the... No, because they use the garage for like Gregory's motorcycle and their bikes and stuff. Right. I was going to you. I was gonna make it so that you don't have to build a an electric motorcycle out of gingerbread. <laughs> Speaking of electric, though, the power does need to be able to go on and out at a whim in yes. the gingerbread house. Yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I'll have a little circuit breaker. <laughs> Just uh, blinking on and off. Yeah, Christy's not on this week because she's got a crazy life, and Meredith's not on this week because she's standing by the window in her extra long stocking cap holding a candle in a candle holder waiting for Grubhub. (laughs) Because she can't Uh, cook, she can't do dishes, she can't keep food. And um, that's not because she's a bad woman, it's because she doesn't have power. (laughs) And she has not had power. Well, she has had power. 
And then she doesn't have power, and then she has power, and then she doesn't have power. So she'll be back on the show at some point. Yes, please. If if she can ever get power again. With the mother of all Money Pit stories. Yes. Uh, well, and I'm got you. I'm glad you got your permits pulled. pulled yes, thank you. Pulled, Me too. Thank you. There we go. It's a long process. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it was all just a big misunderstanding. Right. Yeah. You'll do it right this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, speaking of making rights for old wrongs, Hillary, what is this on Small Talk? Um, I said Hillary apologizes. Um, I just want to send a formal apology. Be funny apology. if somebody else put that on Small Talk. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, for what? Um, <laughs> um, I, a formal apology to one Michael James Livingston. Uh, sorry, Dad, for <laughs> impugning your parental <laughs> legacy. I got a text that he, well, he, I think he thinks that this podcast goes out to a much um, broader audience than it actually does. But he was like, nationwide, people think that I'm a bad father. He's a wonderful father. He just had some <laughs> slightly wonky tactics. And as somebody who just uh, literally broke a pencil because she was mad at her daughter, I, listen, <laughs> I cannot throw stones. So this is a formal apology to my dad. Well, my response to this is I think this is a great thing because now my mom can listen to other people's parenting mistakes and feel better about her own. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we all make them. They're see, all mom, healthy. you didn't take me to see the Twilight Zone movie when I was five. <laughs> Could have been worse. You know, my mom told me when I was holding Bridget, she was like, whatever, five days old, and the hormones are all raging in my postpartum body my I'm like I start tearing up and I'm like she's just so perfect and I'm gonna mess her up and my mom was just like we all mess each other up it's okay it's gonna happen and that was actually good advice because it's true I'm (laughs) I'm fucking her up in different ways so you know find a way I did just read today in the Washington Post that we have a shortage of therapists oh, <laughs> apparently no. we're short forty-eight thousand trained therapists in this oh, country God. so don't screw ooh, up too badly too badly <laughs> ooh, ooh. okay i love you so much <laughs> see it's so it's that border of like i want her to be like feel safe and comfortable but also like respect, respect me you the, yes <laughs> <laughs> don't have kids um all right let's move to the mailbag um we got a voicemail from the lovely Justina that we will play here. Hey guys, it's Justina. Favorite monster, huh? Maybe, maybe Sully from Monsters, Inc. That is a fantastic monster. Also love Roz. Um, and, or maybe, maybe the one is Ursula the Sea Witch. My sister's name is Ursula, so I do enjoy Ursula the Sea Witch. So does she. Shit, that is sort of her totem. So, yeah, let's go with that. Um, speaking of my sister, um, she is actually friends from high school with uh, the woman formerly known as Heather Donahue, a performer in the Blair Witch Project. When that um, movie was uh, coming out um, uh, and all the sort of buzz that this really happened was going around, my sister called me and like, oh my God, did you hear about this? That's my friend. And then was like, oh my God, it was, it was all hype. What, what, what nonsense. But anyway, so, um, yeah, she actually, she actually still talks to her every now and then, which is, um, interesting, uh, the little connections that are out there in the world. Uh, sorry, it scared everybody. I, I, um, I don't watch scary movies. I just, just not into it. So my, uh, my adrenaline spikes 
uh, without that kind of stuff. Uh, so I'm, I'm good. Um, yeah. Talk to you later. Bye. Uh, thank you for that, Justina. And I love the connection um, to the Blair Witch Project. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. I would have been very excited about that. She was like the most famous person for a little bit. <laughs> she was. Yeah. I don't even really. I think I can. I could maybe point one of the guys out. No, he was but in it's a really lineup. her. But it's it's like her eye, her watery eyes, yep. and her nose, and her yeah, like we said, the the cap. Like those are the things that you remember. The guys, I really could. I don't think I could point them out. Like they just there was were like generic. One what? blonde one, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think so. I there think we so. go. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Sully's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that's think Sully's a, a great a answer. Monster. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, on that note, we definitely got some quite a few quick and like quick succession um, favorite monsters. Uh, Ken said Sully from Monsters Inc. So mm-hmm. right in line. Amanda says, I think there are a few ways to answer this. So I'm going with which monster is most scary to me. I will say it's a Dementor from Harry Potter because they suck all, all of the joy out of you. Ooh. That's good. I mean, yeah. say what you will about uh, J.K. Rowling's politics now. She puts brought some interesting things to life with those books. Yes, she did. And I, I saw that, um, what's his face, Daniel Radcliffe today said... Mm-hmm. He was just like, I, you know, these brought so much joy, basically, to, and we don't support her, basically. Right. But, you know, support the work, but she's saying some pretty yep. terrible things. Like, pick another hill to die on, lady. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Like, how does this affect you yep. at all? It's very odd to me. Um, Jennifer says, the cute gremlin. The no. The... <laughs> I know. I was like, hands like, It's not no. a gremlin. He's a, he's a. He, Mo, Mo, no, Mowgli's the kid from the Jungle Book. Yes, yeah. Um, Gizmo, oh, Gizmo, yeah. Gizmo. Yeah, that's Gizmo like the, the the like the base Pokemon, not the evolved <laughs> Pokemon. Speaking of which, Anne says Pikachu, Pocket Monsters forever, or Grover. No scary monsters. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I support that. <laughs> Me too. Um, John says, not sure if it's my favorite, but Mr. Hyde is up there. The transformation is creepy in the story, but I cannot say that there isn't a nostalgia from having read the story at age 10 ish when the minute work song, Dr. Heckle and Mr. Jive came out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just listened to one of my favorite podcasts is, um, this had Oscar buzz and Mm -hmm. they talked about obviously movies that had Oscar buzz. And this week it was, uh, what's the, it's the Julia Roberts, um, Oh shoot! It just um, where she plays uh, Doctor Jekyll's um, uh, Mary Riley was that Mary Riley? Yes. Oh and my god! I mean, how were... do I know these things? I know. I know. That's I'm a really good listen. question. <laughs> and they just I haven't seen whispering. it. I haven't either. I yes. When they were describing it, I remember when it came out because I was like weirdly like a Julia Roberts super fan when I was a kid. I loved Pretty Woman. I God, you were so basic. Tom Cruise and Julia Roberts. I I was like (laughs) captivated by her. And I remember being like, oh, I want to see this. She's trying to make like a, you know play for an Oscar or whatever like serious stuff. And then I I saw the previews for it and I was like, I don't I don't think that's that's not for me. I don't. John Malkovich like in a freaky role does a good job and I guess that's a freaky role but as a he's such a character actor that like I don't know he that's yep. not that's not well me. Julia Roberts is another one of those we were talking recently about um actress who are very modern uh, yeah are way too yeah. modern they yeah. they just don't look right in a period piece and Julia no. Roberts just doesn't 
No. And she's doing an Irish accent in it. And like, this woman is from Georgia and she can't do a Southern accent. Like, don't <laughs> let her do an Irish accent. Like, that's that's out of her range. I mean, I think she's wonderful in some movies. But, you know, she, you, you have her for the laugh and the smile right. <laughs> and to have witty banter with like Hugh Grant or whatever. Like, yeah, that's you, why you, you have match her. the movie to Julia, not yes. Julia to the movie. movie. No, absolutely. Uh, okay, going on. Chelsea says American Werewolf in London. I've oh, never seen it. And, me neither. Um, it's she used this. Is, Chelsea is one of my friends, and she used to watch it like a fair amount, and it always scared me, and I would leave the room. And why um, is it a big deal that it's an American Werewolf? I don't know. And then was it? There... Just, it's just xenophobia. <laughs> <laughs> the werewolf part is actually completely incidental. It's the fact that they're American. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yep. you know, touche. Um, Jean says, good night, dear monster. I don't know that. I don't know that either. Um, Google that. Megan says, cookie monster, which, yes, great one. When Bridget, When Bridget was a baby, we used to have, well, I, the brand of diapers we liked, they, they were like Sesame Street branded. And there was a point, God, this, I should have known that she was going to be such a picky kid. She would only wanted the Cookie Monster, like one, the ones with Cookie Monster. And like it was every other one. I mean, most of them had Big Bird and she was not interested in Big Bird, only Cookie Monster. And I would say like if there was a pack of 50, like 10 would have Cookie Monster. And I was like, shit, we're out of the Cookie Monster ones. <laughs> Damn it. Um, Definitely your daughter. I know. God. I know. It's like one time I told um, my friend Russ was going to get me a Slurpee. And he was like, (laughs) "Um, okay, what what kind of Slurpee do you want? And I said, I want a Coke Slurpee with like a dollop of cherry on top. But like just a dollop, not that much. Like it's just like a cherry on top. He was like, okay. And I said, only get, I don't want... (laughs) I only want a pink or a purple straw. I don't want a yellow straw. Do not get me a yellow straw. And he was like, why? why? And I said, because it reminds me of banana, and that's gross. And he was like, you're so weird. I knew you would have an opinion about what color straw it was. Larry's <laughs> picky about what she sucks. That's fine. I have a, an update, and the update is that we apparently have a giant hole in our um, reading knowledge because good night dear monster has been around since 1980 it's a book by terry nell morris yeah i put a picture in the slack okay check it out oh you're really the failure here because i know it's a parent i know that's true i was three by 1980 i was already reading uh, By no, then. I don't so, know that. I mean, really, Bobby, maybe it's up to you. Yeah. No, it's, it's up to Candy. And are you really <laughs> shocked here? <laughs> uh, no, I've never seen that. Uh-uh. But I also, I also like really hated Where the Wild Things Are. Like, I hated that book when I was what? a kid. So I just thought Max was such a dickhead that like. Oh, I, well, he I, is. I, Clearly. I just, I didn't engage with it. I was like, I don't understand this child. Like, he's so annoying. He never listens to anybody. Um, so, I mean, I read it, but it's not for me. Not for me. Okay. Um, <laughs> Megan says, uh, Cookie Monster. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I already did Cookie. Uh, Alicia says, Grover, and this is a banger, and she links to a Grover song, which I listened to just a little bit. It is indeed a banger. All Grover songs are bangers. Yep. 
Um, Jonathan says, Luci- is it Lucian? Lucian from the Underworld movies. I swear Underworld unrated is a billion times better than the original. You have to put up with more gore. You just have to put up with more gore. Okay. Underworld, is that the Kate Beckinsale franchise? I think so. Franchise? I, think so. That yeah, I, I, think I mean, so. that's not a movie I'm going to see. If no. There's a possibility that might be scary and yeah. gore. I don't like gore. I feel like Dave has engaged with it somewhat, but I'm not sure. Um, Denny says Herman Munster. Well, yeah. I mean, I, well, while I didn't love the Munsters, I did love Herman Munster. It was great. Yeah. My cousin, Benny, right? <laughs> was yeah. it Ian? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, Joseph says, love Pan's Labyrinth so much. Nope. I've actually never seen it. Nope. The isn't eyeball in the palm yes. of the hand. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. It's not the, yeah. Out of the yeah. question. Yeah. Out of the question for me. It's like when, so Blank Check, my beloved Blank Check is doing Kubrick right now, and they talked about A Clockwork Orange, and I like can't think about the part where, I've never seen that movie, because of the one like, um, like screen grab you see from it where he they're holding his eyes open. I like can't look at it. I can't even really think about it that much because it freaks me out. I, I don't, I don't like it. Any eye stuff? No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, Julie says it's a tie between Grover and Cookie Monster. Well, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that says the the Bumble from Rudolph and all the monsters <laughs> from Sesame Street. I love the two headed guy. I never was big into those claymation specials, but yeah, the Bumble's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah. I um, for some reason like really that was like the only one that I, I never watched Heat Miser or any of those, but I liked. Rudolph and there's one part where um, Santa or Mrs. Santa's like or Mrs. Claus says like eat up Santa nobody likes a skinny Santa and I used to say that like every Christmas on repeat like not that long ago like not when I was a child like when I was in my 30s nobody likes a skinny Santa Um, okay Beth says my husband says cookie monster Uh, Laura says gotta be Lestat from interview with a vampire sexy but also terrifying and will kill you without remorse (laughs) isn't that all vampires (laughs) didn't we settle that uh, particular question (laughs) yes Uh, Kathleen says the stomach cruncher I don't Kathleen is this ironic I don't think so Kathleen I I don't think so Uh, um, Lane says the ultra gorgon a creature from the monster maker episode of the Jim Henson hour I was only three or four uh, the year this show aired but we recorded them all on VHS and I continued to watch them obsessively throughout my childhood I've yet to find anyone else who watches the show if you did please let me know then she links to it and I think a fair amount of people I, I know at least one person said that they were aware and then finally, Jonathan says, Dracula from Van Helsing 2. I know people think it's bad, but he did such a good job. Not sorry. <laughs> you don't have to be sorry. Yeah, let's yeah you're allowed to like what you like. Exactly. Right. Now, I Googled the stomach cruncher. I did um, too. Yeah. And the yeah. top result is ab cruncher from Amazon.com. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's nothing that's called the stomach cruncher. You in, know, I wonder, if it's, I, I wonder if it's like from, from Alien. But what stomach know. cruncher is there an alien? You know, uh, hmm. hold on. It's Let's funny see. if you Google alien movie monster, the first answer is alien <laughs> <laughs> creature in alien franchise. 
It That's doesn't valid. crunch the, the stomach. It bursts out of the chest. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to ask her. I'm going to see her tomorrow. So I'll be like, what is the stomach cruncher? Please tell me. I would like to give her grace that she means the alien coming out of the chest cavity. Yeah. It's not really a crunch, though. It's more of a home uh, burst. Like a, yeah, it's a, it's a <laughs> gross. coming out party. <laughs> Oh, gross. <laughs> well, and I'm proud of everybody, though. There were no ironic answers. We warned them. Mm-hmm. They heeded our warning. Mm-hmm. Well, except your mother, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> and and me, but I was only reinforcing a point, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? That is kind of, I mean, it is sort of scary when you see somebody all jacked up on Monster Energy drink. Yep. You know? It is. Yep. Yep. Catch, catch Jeremy. Ten in. You don't want to be around him. Oh man, I wish Jeremy drank something as mainstream as Monster. I'd be less true. worried about his heart and his blood pressure. Mm-hmm. He is drinking something lukewarm that he found in the back of a gas station. It might not even actually be a product. <laughs> uh, and with that, uh, let's get a medium talk. Let's do it. This is an idea we've had kicking around for a while. Uh, it's house cleaning. All the subjects fit for discussion. Which is just far enough away from all the news that fits to print to keep us from getting sued by the New York Times. Uh, by the way, the New York Times is finally arriving weekly, so I've lived here just long enough to get them to start delivering it, and now I'm moving. <laughs> You're never going to see it again. I know. But now I'm going to be living close to places that sell it, so maybe I'll just... No, I don't want to pay the rack price, though. Anyway... Uh, rack here's price. The deal. How old are you? Even my mom gets the <laughs> newspaper on her tablet now. I mean, I also get it... On my phone. Oh, shit. Did I do the world today? I've got a long streak going. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, I'm on a... Where is it? Load. Damn it. I've got a 17-day streak going, so I gotta... Anyway, we've got this list of topics that we've been meaning to get to. It's been stressing me out as it it gets longer and longer. It keeps growing. And so we are going to zip through them all and at least weigh their merit. Yes. And maybe do a little preliminary testing here this is a feasibility study for future episodes of the show yep <laughs> the farm I have, team i have taken the yeah this is the, exactly it's triple a training <laughs> camp for uh we're gonna run them through their paces here the one thing i did that i didn't tell the two of you before we started mm. is i took this list and i threw it in a randomizer oh so that if you're smart enough and can current you know count cards then you'll know what's still coming and what's not but uh, I wanted to just go ahead and take them out of order so that we could try to stay as fresh as we can. Mm-hmm. I've got a three-minute timer here on my phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it's done, it'll sound like this. Nope, that's scary. We'll do this one. We'll do cosmic. Okay. Sorry for anyone who that's your ring, your alarm. So <laughs> I tried to do like the old-timey uh, car horn, Aruga, but it's not as loud as you want it to be. So, all right. Let's just dive right in, and I'm going to start the timer when I read the prompt. All right. Number one, things my mom or dad was wrong about. My mom was right about everything. That's the irritating part of her. Uh. End end of episode. How are we supposed to fill a whole show with that? My mom was wrong about everything. End of episode. (laughs) I've said that before. That's what makes my mother so uniquely irritating is she'll tell you what you need to do or what you have to do or what you should do. And of course, it doesn't jive with what you want to do. And so 
you cop an attitude. I mean, I cop an attitude yes. and whatever. In the end, it turns out she's right. And that's the most aggravating part of it all. Oh, it's right. so frustrating. I know. I, I, in fact, remember my mom telling me not to tweeze my eyebrows in the 90s when thin eyebrows were really in. She was like, they're not going to grow back as much as you think they are. And I was like, shut up, mom. This is my life. And this is in style. You don't even know. And guess what? I'm like drawing my eyebrows in now because I tweeze them to death and that's only back cool. and shoulder hair worked that way because i'm really be in it <laughs> i would say that one of the things that my mom i think to this day is still has a bee in her bonnet about his contact lenses because oh. i think she had them for a very short time probably back in the 70s i don't know it's hard to talk about this stuff when i know that she's listening and she's going to correct me if i get it's it back wrong when they were back when they were still made out of authentic contact paper <laughs> well, I'm sure they were like non-permeable oh, hard yes. contact lenses yes. and, she, right. and they really were not good for her eyes. And she has been staunchly opposed to me wearing contacts for my entire life, even to the point where she tried to bargain with me once. She was like, listen, if I took you out and we got you like a really cool snazzy pair of glasses, <laughs> would you stop wearing contacts? And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. Pry my contacts from my cold, dead hands. Yep. Like, like, like I'm a nerd. Nerds wear glasses. I understand all of that. But I do hearken back to the days of high school when we would get like our choir picture taken. And of course, there would be like in the back row, it would be like guy, guy, me, guy, 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 <laughs> another row of guy and then row of girls. So I stuck out anyway. But then I was literally the only kid wearing glasses. And it somehow yeah. imprinted on me that I just I don't want to wear glasses. I don't yep. I don't want to. And I don't I, I like having a lens right on my eye. Yep. Because then you mm -hmm. don't get any field of fuzziness. Yes. And yes. I, when I switch over to my glasses, it's like, you know, the, the distance that from yep. the lens is so different that it's freaky. Yeah. So I yep. just want to keep my contacts. And she's totally convinced that I'm going to ruin my eyes by doing it. And we're so far so good. This yeah. is interesting because I've never worn contacts ever. Ugh. I just can't bring myself to stick my fingers in my eyes and to try to like... That just the, the it creeps me out trying to think about doing that. So I've never ever tried. You get so used to it. Yeah, I, mean, I can do it. It's you know. tough. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree, Hillary, yes. to get used to it? Like the first two weeks, ha, 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 I was ha, like, ha, ha, stop, 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 stop. So, so I didn't mention this uh, when we started this segment, but we did Shit. decide that a vote of two thirds majority could extend the segment by two minutes. So do we want to extend this conversation that was supposed to be things my mom or dad was wrong about? Yes. No. Yes. Okay, yeah, fine. Cause, yes. Yes. Just because Bobby needs to know that yeah. for All the right. first two weeks... Continue two more minutes. Go. <laughs> I don't know if we need two minutes. For yeah. the first two weeks I had contacts, I was like, I don't think I can do this. Yeah. I, you know, it's so hard to figure out how to get them balanced on the tip of your finger just right and get them sort of slide them in because you can't just put them straight no. on, sort of. You, you have to do it at an right. angle. And it's, yeah, it's weird and it's hard. But then eventually. The problem is, I worry that I'm going to have to be the clockwork orange still frame. Occasionally, one gets dislodged oh. off of the iris and then, like, oh. goes up, like, underneath the oh, lid the somewhere. And, you're, oh. and it hurts. And you're like, where is it? You're, <laughs> you're hunting for it in there. <laughs> you know, the, because I have an astigmatism, oh, when I first got contacts, I love that this has turned into contact talk <laughs> instead of mom and dad's. But um, uh, the first time I got contacts, my astigmatism. 
in the 90s, they thought you had to wear gas permeable, which are essentially hard contacts. And those are a bitch. And if I had to wear those, I would not wear contacts at all because you get a millimeter, not even like a little tiny speck of dust in your eye. And you're like, it's it's scratching my cornea. Like it Mm -hmm. feels like death. With soft contacts, it's like whatever. I mean, it doesn't feel great, but you can scoot it around or whatever. And it's, it's totally fine. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right, we're so that's, there's there's 38 seconds left, but we're going to say that's it on things my mom or dad was wrong about. Um, my mom doesn't think Harrison Ford was ever good looking, and I disagree. She's wrong about that. She is wrong about that. He's yeah. a hunk. He's well, not a hunk. He's, I mean... He's a, he's a handsome... He's just rugged enough. It's, it's the charisma puts about, him over the top. Yes. I'm talking about 90s Harrison Ford, of course. Right. Yes. Not, 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 not during Harrison Ford era. <laughs> right. no. no. <laughs> Not like plane wrecking, uh, you know, <laughs> crashing Harrison Ford. Yep. Right. No, that's that's a bridge too far or yes. a mount, mountain too far or whatever. So uh, there we go. We hit there, it we just go. The, there we go. There we go. Five minutes there. We still have so many of these to get through. No. Stop buzzing. Okay. Uh, next up, food smell spectrum. Why oh. just good to bad or bad to good? Go. Uh, um, good to bad, I think i think this is why this is on here is because of bacon because the smell of bacon when it is cooking is like delicious like mm, bacon's cooking it's gonna be so good i can't wait to eat it then the leftover remnant bacon smell once you're done with like brunch or breakfast or whatever is disgusting it makes me feel dirty and i like i live in some trash like trailer park no offense trailer parks but that just is what it makes me feel like i live in a dirty restaurant oh yeah the solidified bacon Ooh. grease is Ooh. one of the worst things in existence. <laughs> uh, this morning I, I made taco soup in the crock pot last night. That also was, I mean, I guess it's like the meat smell, but it, it smelled so good when it was cooking. Cleaned the kitchen. It was all like ready to go. This at three in the morning I woke up and I could smell it still. And it smelled, it repulsed me at three in the morning. I was like, Oh, I need to go burn a candle right now. It's gross. Yeah, there are those foods that just uh, linger. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So th- this apartment, the uh, the Garden View Studios here, um, the kitchen is so small that the uh, the convection toaster oven that is doubles as my air fryer is outside the kitchen wall in the common living area. In fact, it's on a rack. I'm right near it right now. And if I make bacon in it, which I often do because it's a convenient way to make half a pound of bacon really fast and really crispy... The apartment smells like bacon for a day and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if I open the windows, put fans at both ends to try to pass air through, like, no. So if we're doing bacon Saturday or Sunday morning, just I'm, I know it's going to smell like bacon all weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's like cigarette smoke, like <laughs> yes. bacon in your clothes, bacon in your hair. <laughs> I mean, there I are worse to- smells. When I worked at coffee shops, I would smell like burnt milk. Well, because you're steaming milk all day, so inevitably some of it's going right. to go over at some point. And yeah, that smell just does not go away. Ugh. Ugh. But I wouldn't call that why just bad to good. That's just bad to bad. Like, I don't, I've never, when milk is good, it doesn't smell like anything, right? Basically, mm-hmm. like yeah. it just sort of smells like nothing. It's mm-hmm. neutral. Once milk has a smell, it's a it's, bad situation. Yeah, it's not good. All right. So, so what's an example of something that goes from smelling bad to smelling good? Yeah, I was trying to think of that. Uh, a child? No, that's that's not food. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Brussels sprouts, if you do them right. That's they're true. Really, they're fairly yeah. neutral when they're raw. Like, it's 
it's I think that's one of those ones where it's like if they're done poorly, they smell like ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if they smell yeah. if they're done right, which is to basically say cooked in bacon, yeah. then right. they Smell like olive oil so, or bacon. Yes, yeah, or right. roasted stuff Pepper. usually smells good. But yeah, like steamed yeah. broccoli smells like ass. But right. But when you're baking it, it smells better. Asparagus before and after you eat it. <laughs> it's like bad to good to bad. Do I we have? Do we have to talk about this? <laughs> What's funny about it is I always we're forget. Stopping. Are we going two more minutes no, on this? No, or? no, we're no. Good. All right, <laughs> moving on. Subject number three is pillow talk oh yeah this is when we were actually going to talk about bedding <laughs> right we're going to talk about linens and pillows i will say uh I, so pillows like for years i could not find the perfect pillow i was suffering through all sorts of options i finally gave up and was just using like super cheap ikea like three dollar pillows stacked and then just throwing them out and replacing them every six months because i just cannot find but i did just very recently buy because i was jealous of sam's from jordan's how very Boston. Jordans. Yeah. I bought a latex pillow. Oh. It's been a major upgrade. Those are really firm, aren't they? They are, but they have a certain bounciness to them. They're firm yet soft, like my mm. young boobs. And <laughs> there's a certain amount of, I don't know, there's something about that's different. It's not like a memory foam pillow. Remember when memory foam was new and everyone was like, yes. oh my God, Ugh. it's going to remember the shape of your dumb head. And like... <laughs> I never got that. My mom always had like the pillow with like the 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 little hump and the big hump, and so you yeah. put the little hump yes. under your neck the, and you would, the neck yeah. hump. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I never understood that, but these latex pillows and it was expensive. I think I got mine on Amazon for like fifty bucks. I think hers was sixty from Jordan's. I'm looking at the Jordan's one now. I'm trying. There's a specific kind of latex in it, and uh, it sounds uncomfortable. Because like, when I think of latex, I think of yeah. I don't know. Te- you know, like prophylactic. Like my, yeah, or Catwoman <laughs> costume, like a, or serial killers. Yeah, yeah, all those things that I don't want to <laughs> sleep with my head against, right? So, uh, I, I have been surprised. It's still recent, so I'm still breaking it in. It's only been a month or so, I think, with it. But latex pillow, surprisingly good. Hmm. Oh, I have a question. Are y'all pro top sheet or anti top sheet? Pro. pro. Me too. And I've heard anti top sheet lately and I'm like, I'm sorry, excuse me, what? Like I need something else between me and the comforter. Yeah. I need uh, that layer. I don't really understand. If you're going duvet, you can go without a top sheet. Yeah, no, I'm... You're going to take the cover off the duvet and wash that every week or whatever. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. also the duvet cover, that can be heavier than I want in the summer. Yeah. Right. So I yeah. want the top right. sheet. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I'll just throw this out there, and this is probably too much information, but for many, many years, I was a uh, anti-pajamas. Let's just put it that way. Oh. And so, you slept in your jeans. Exactly. <laughs> uh, like another podcaster we know, I slept in an oversized old pair of button-up khakis. Um, no, uh, I, I, yes, so I slept in a natural state. Uh, and just in the last couple of years, I have taken to wearing pajamas more, and it's because... Um, you want to save the, pajamas? No, I, I want to <laughs> save the bedding. Like, because, you know, if, yeah. if you're sweaty yeah. at night or whatever, like, you got to change the sheets a lot more Yeah, if yeah. you don't wear pajamas. And so I have taken to pajamas. Yeah. Now, speaking of, of sheets, I think this is the reason this went on the list when we were talking about bedding. And I think, Bobby, you and I said flannel sheets, no. And Meredith said that, flannel sheets. This is important. This is important. This is important. All right, Meredith two more minutes said on the flannel yeah. sheets are the best thing ever because no. you can get all snuggly. No. And I'm like, no, no, no. 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 Yeah. No. Not ever. No Not in the sheets. winter. Yep. Yeah. No. 
I need something soft and smooth. Yes. I don't need any. Don't we all? Yeah. Nubby, hot fabric. Ugh, no. I can't, like, I am a hot sleeper, and I cannot, I want to be cold when I'm going to bed, and then get into my covers and warm up, but not too much. Like, there's like a precise way, I I need to not be sweating when I'm Mm -hmm. waking up. Mm -hmm. I just need to be cozy. And I, you don't, like... I, I would love to get really, really nice sheets, but if you don't have the money, which I don't really have, the threshold sheets at Target are really good, and they're soft, and I don't, I, I think they're great. And they're like, I don't know, $50 for the king size. Mm. Is this where we insert the Aziz Ansari bit about thread counts? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it all bullshit? I mean, that's all yep. bullshit. It just yep. is the feel of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No t-shirt are, sheets. Oh, that makes yeah, me feel claustrophobic no. just thinking about it. Ugh. We are very picky, though. We do have like, well, we will go out of our way. What we do is we get all of our sheets at like Macy's from the clearance yeah. bin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're still the like seven hundred thread count Egyptian cotton sheets. Yeah. And yeah, yep. So there's thirty thirty seconds left, and I think we should push ahead because this is going to be a very long show. Yep. <laughs> uh, next up uh, is dumbest. Food names, parenthetically, <laughs> moons over my tutti frutti. I mean, I was trying to think of that. I mean, moons over my hammy is very stupid, but actually it makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Rudy Tutti Fresh and Fruity was the basis of a whole marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, what does Rudy Tutti mean? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't think it matters. <laughs> <laughs> but we all knew it. I mean,. I'm trying to think of what yeah, else. Well, that they're I, I don't like a restaurant that has gimmicky food names. No, I don't a, like it. There was Rudy Tootie is a novelty song written by Fred Rose and recorded by Hank Williams on MGM Records in 1948. Oh, Jesus, okay. this is an old campaign then. There, I remember in college we used to go to. I can't. I will not be able to remember the name of this particular pizza, but the this restaurant we used to go to. They had like a mushroom pizza, but it was like sort of a druggy name. And my roommate wanted the pizza, but she refused to say it by the name of whatever it was. Like, I don't know, tripping balls pizza or whatever yeah. it was. And she was just like, I want the mushroom pizza. That's yeah, don't it. make me say the stupid name. I'm not no. going to get it if I have I, to say the stupid I, name. I This is an act of resistance when I'm at Starbucks and I order a medium. <laughs> like I just can't bring myself to. You're so out of like 1995. You're or you're like Paul Rudd on uh, I, yep. whatever that movie is. Like there is a line about that, isn't that? What yes. uh, uh, Grande is just large, and then yeah. Venti is just twenty. Twenty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Two words that mean large, and then twenty. I'm trying to pull up Rudy Tootie real quick on Spotify, but I don't think I'm going to be able to fast enough to just. <laughs> Um, do we have I don't think I have anything more on this I mean I come from the land of I come from the land of garbage plates so what do I know I'm hitting pause there because it's not going to pay off if we keep letting it go (laughs) Uh, Uh, I feel like I've actually heard that song before but okay yeah, well, I'm you just Texas. got the version of it with my iPhone held up to a microphone, so congratulations. <laughs> not bad. It's not I'm bad. sure that's the best way to hear it. <laughs> um, I feel like we're hitting a lull here, so uh, let's go to number six, Below Dexperts. <laughs> well, well now, that's an actual show. Yes. We're <laughs> we not don't have the... to cross that off the list, because we're going to have that show. Jeremy's yes. going to be on it. 
she he is ready for it. He is like foaming at the mouth to discuss it more and more. Are you sure that's not just the thing he drank? <laughs> As a person who has no interest in personality-driven um, reality shows, like I don't care about any of them. Uh, so I guess social reality shows. I am willing to watch a couple of uh, episodes of Below Deck let for him, this show if let him it's required. You, let him curate it for you to see which are the best The thing ones. is, I don't trust Jeremy. <laughs> I trust Christy <laughs> to curate something for me. But by the transitive property... Christy trusts Jeremy. I mean, she married him, right? So yeah. I don't know that the transitive property <laughs> applies here. <laughs> I, I just found it. Not only did I just find a story about this that might help us, it's an Us Weekly story that was published 14 hours ago. Oh. And it, so we're very timely here. A guide to Below Deck and its many spinoffs. So just for context, I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. We've got Below Deck, the original series, premiered in 2013, still on the air. Captain Lee. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Then we've got I knew below deck. I had a very small child. Yes. And then we got Below Deck Mediterranean, obviously. We love Below Deck uh, and Captain Sandy. Uh, and then we've got Below Deck Sailing Yacht. Yes. Yep. And that's and then we've got Below Deck Galley Talk. Galley Talk offers viewers the chance to see their favorite former Below Deck stars Absolutely reacting not. to various Absolutely episodes not. from the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> so you got the talking dead of Below Deck. Then they've got Below Deck Down Under, uh, which is one set in Australia, obviously. Uh, and then we've got Below Deck Adventure, which I think is the new one. I've been seeing a lot of commercials for that. Yeah. Thrill-seeking charter guests who are looking for activities such as paragliding, exploring caves, and extreme helicopter rides uh, in oh. its set in Norway. Guys, I just hate rich people so much. Right. I'm not like Hillary where I hate them, but I kind of want to be them. <laughs> <laughs> I just hate them. <laughs> They're pretty. They're pretty repellent on this too. Like the. Ugh. I mean, that's the only good thing is they're sort of all making fun of these people, so that's kind of fun. Um, yeah, you know, it's one of those shows that is. It's a. For me, it's a good two screener because it's like, it's, oh, look at these pretty places that they're going, and I'm playing Candy Crush at the same time. It's dangerous. It's a dangerous show because I don't watch it, and I do watch it if it's yes. on. And you, and then once in a while, the. Um, the Big Brother cam will catch somebody like changing out of their uniform, but they're back to the camera, and you're like, "Oh, okay." So it's just enough of that kind of show where you're mm. waiting to find out who's fucking. Yep. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. No. No. Thank you. No. I mean, I'll watch it if we decide we need to have somebody take so it from the beginning. But so that's three minutes on a show <laughs> okay. that we're still going to do. So that's okay. that's yes. below <laughs> experts. A good and job of show of, planning. Yeah. 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 Exactly. We just saved ourselves three minutes of jambo. Um, <laughs> Next up is another Jeremy one. It's road tripping. Oh, yeah. He has to be on this show. Yeah, I feel like we've done a lot of kind of road trippy shows. Yeah, yeah we, we have. have. So I'm not sure exactly I what more we I think one time we do. were talking about, and this is like, are you a, I just want to get in the car and get there, or are you a meander? Like, do you want to stop and explore the big ball of twine or whatever? Um I think that I'm somebody who thinks that they're like, oh, let's just wander. Let's just see where the wind takes us. But really, I'm like, we're going to be there in one hour. We're not stopping to go to the bathroom. Keep yep. keep it going. Let's go. What's the most efficient route? Yep. Yep. There's two ways to get to Dallas from here. There's the, like, so 35, you know, that y'all have been on is guaranteed. No. 
could either be three hours or sometimes it could be six hours, but it's the most direct route. Then there's a route that goes west, but kind of like a, a little semicircle around, and it's a guaranteed four and a half hours. It's much prettier. It, there's no traffic. But I can't do that because what if the what if thirty five <laughs> is three hours? What if it's three hours and I took the four and a half hour? And Dave's always annoyed. He's like, "Why don't we take the prettier route? It's so much nicer." But I can't do it. I want to get there. Yeah, that would be a tough one for me. Yeah. Plus, on thirty five, you can stop for a magnolia bakery <laughs> yeah. expedition. Yeah. yeah, that's absolutely what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Did we have anything else in mind for this? I don't mind jumping away from it early. I just I felt like there was something specific about it. Like, I mean, like, if, we, if we can't remember it, then yeah, yeah. Let's Again, move it on. Some of this stuff's been on this list a long time. All right, so let's <laughs> totally. move on. Yeah. Next up is uh, that was about a two minutes and forty seconds into that. The next <laughs> up is wasted talent, good talent on bad TV shows or movies. Nathan Fillion on Castle. Yes. Yeah. Boom, number done. one. A number one. <laughs> oh my God! If if you watch Firefly, if you watch some of the other stuff he's done, he's so talented, and he gets stuck in these fucking CBS shows. I mean, you know, he's got to make his money where he can make his money, right? But I was gonna say, I hope he gets paid really well. Yeah, but... he's. I I never begrudge him for like taking those jobs, but I wish right. he could have more material that was worthy of his considerable talent as an actor. I don't think it's quite as broad, but I will just say that Mark Harmon's three-episode arc on West Wing is better <laughs> oh, he than so everything he's ever good. done Very in NCIS. Good. But I can't fault him for wanting to take 16 seasons of NCIS money. The Blackbeard Wing! <laughs> <laughs> Such a good... That's, oh, that's a good little... Right? Uh, yeah, so I guess the question is, is there a show's worth of topic in talent that was wasted on bad shows i don't know the problem is we have to do research i know i know i was like i'm going trying to catalog like Mm -hmm. there must be an entertainment article about this somewhere right like we could just crib notes from something what about like somebody like colin hanks he was just on conan's podcast this week and like he's really interesting he was on the fargo tv show which would not be a waste of his talent but he seems like someone who's very talented who i thought would you know considering would have yeah. a more prominent career or maybe he you know maybe he's doing what he wants to do and he's got a lot of I do freedom think to do diverse things that's interesting okay so um Gwyneth Paltrow I know she said something like it's actually really hard to be like <laughs> a nepotism baby um <laughs> which what what she meant by that which I mean she always sounds like an asshole and I get that but I think that Colin Hanks is the perfect example he probably got his foot in really easily because it's like hello my yeah. dad is Tom Hanks. But then once you're there, I think it's kind of hard to really become like, you're not going to be as good as your dad or you're not going to make people aren't going to want to put you in stuff. You really are going to have to prove it. And I think he's a good actor. I mean, there's a movie called Orange County, which is very silly, but he's excellent in it. It's from like, like 2000 or something. He's really, really, really funny. And he's a good kind of straight man. Um, and I've always enjoyed him. I think he's kind of a good personality and, yeah, I think maybe he's just settled. he's just character actor. Yep. Yeah, it was yeah. interesting listening to him on Conan's show this week because obviously, it, I mean, it, it almost is the elephant in the room, the Tom Hanks in the room, and and nobody referenced his father directly. One time he was like, "Oh yeah, you know the old man said," but nobody said the name Tom Hanks for like the whole entire forty-five minutes of this interview. And I was like, "Man, that's got to be hard." Yeah, you know, if you really are trying to prove yourself, he was yeah, just you got on... in the room, but now everybody thinks you, know, you can't right. really do anything. 
Yeah. He he was just on Levitard and they couldn't. They ended up just talking about his father way too much. It was sad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two more minutes on Wasted Talent or are we good? Nah, I think we're Let's I'm go. good. All right. Yeah. Stop beeping, damn it. All right. Uh, movie shows. Uh, and then it's sort of a sub list here. So <laughs> might not hold up. Um, uh, a, a road trip episode based on cruise ships. Um, one and done. Are those movies we want to watch once and never again? Maybe road trip movies. Bikes? Movies that revolve around bikes? <laughs> and then Defend Yourself Movie Editions, which is where I assume we bring a movie we love that everybody hates and explain why. Right, that we love a movie and it never really, I don't know, hit with the population? You're like, why isn't this right. popular? I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the question there is, do people want us to keep making movie shows? <laughs> I know. Yeah, we have quite a few. Um, cruise ship. What I mean, like speed through speed to cruise control. I don't know movies set on cruise ships. Hang on, Titanic. Anne watches Titanic. (laughs) (laughs) Poseidon, like father, speed to death on the Nile. So uh, does Mm, does that that yeah that uh, yeah that was good. Um, The what was the remake recently of? the Clouseau, whatever. Like, yeah, it was good. Uh, Titanic 2? I don't know how you get a sequel. <laughs> There's oh, one called uh, Titanic 2. Oh, I heard about that on the Flophouse. Uh, it was someone, James Cameron's son? Somebody's son decided to... <laughs> Wait, I gotta look this up. Titanic You do two. that while I say Elvin and the Chipmunks chipwrecked. Oh, right, uh, right. Parent, parent Trap comes up as a cruise <gasps> oh, ship movie. That's so. a good one. Yeah. Uh, there's also, there's one movie that, like, Steven Soderbergh, I think it's called Let Them All Talk or, or something like that. It's with, like, Meryl Streep and Candace Bergen. I watched a little bit of it. It was cute. But I didn't finish it, so. 1937's Shall We Dance, 1942's Now Voyager. Uh, yeah. The Last Voyage, 1960. Uh, eh, Ship of Fools. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Titanic 2 was spearheaded by Shane Van Dyke, who is Dick Van Dyke's grandson. Oh, oh that's mm. fun. So I, I don't know. Uh, I, I forget what the story was, but. I, I think we may have just. So the, the answer is yes, we're going to do more movie shows, but we still have so many territories of the country we haven't explored <laughs> no, yet on our time. road trip. I know we haven't done the Guam show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, movies. <laughs> Set in Guam. <laughs> Are we going to lump together Canada's one stop at some point? I don't know. We were only doing this across the United States. I don't oh, no. think we have any responsibility <laughs> no. to do okay. the entire. Right, right. uh, oh, that we have. Uh, ooh, well, the, the Bob right, Hope right. Vietnam Christmas <laughs> show from 1966. All right, enough, enough. Uh, Tishy okay. Cribs. Was that about like baby cribs or our houses? No, I think it was about our houses. I think it was about us all talking about where the magic happens. Oh. Um, I know. I know. Um, Just talking about our houses. I guess. Or or is it us? Is it basically us doing Zillow Gone Wild? I don't know. I don't know. I I feel like uh, people should have the flavor of our domiciles. Yes. (laughs) Just through. Small talk discussions. I mean, yeah, get mine while you can because it's going to keep changing. I know, so. Bobby's, but it's going to be a rotating feature for Bobby. It's like, I, and another I will one. add this since we're going to have a little padding on this three minutes anyway. Um, one of the really big selling points for me is the place we're at now. I would not entertain here. The yeah. fact that one of my employees you has sound been here like a she... Hall's Hunters person. I really like to entertain. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd lose that wall. 
Um, <laughs> no, it, well, seriously though, the difference is like even though it's in a commercial district, like because the parking's a parking lot basically, so like we can just uh, we can have lots of people over if we want, and like the space is just much more like clean and bright and inviting. This is basically like come to my basement where all of our shit is on display because there's no storage. Mm. Like you go into the bedroom and there's just a wall of shelves with bins on it because there's just nowhere to put shit. And so yeah. um, th- this place has like a walk-in closet on the master and that's, you know, so anyway, we'll be able to entertain now. Well, things that grownups want. Yeah, exactly. You know, when you, when you're like 23 years old, that kind of stuff doesn't even register with you. You're like, sure, I'll put my shit on milk crates. I don't care. Yeah, I, don't I wouldn't care. mind being able to go back and living in my beautiful house. Maybe someday. Yeah, you know. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, so, Tisha Crypt, I, I feel like it would have to be like a video special. Like, I don't understand how we would do it in an audio format. I don't know. You wrote it on the list, man. Did I? How yes. do you know I wrote it? Because it has the word cribs. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only one who would have done that. All right, that's a good point. Uh, all right, so I'm going to kill this one early. Next up is actually a meta topic for this episode. It's uh, show topic potpourri. You can't, oh, we, we can't put that on the list. That's the idea for this show. Right. Well, then that's the shortest three-minute segment we're going to have. Next up is credit cards. Oh. Listen, I could go long on credit cards. I could do a solo show on credit cards and how mm-hmm. they have uh, positively and negatively affected my life. Mm-hmm. I was almost thinking, because this was my idea, I remember, that we could have like a credit card roundup where people like you, Bobby, who are very into digging into the details, um, could help people like me who are like, Jesus Christ, I just want a credit card. I don't give a shit. Uh, right. Figure out what the best card is for their how to how to optimize your credit like i am just so uninterested in doing the work to do that i need somebody that gets off on those details to do it for me well for me it was a credit redemption story right so i went from sophomore year of college having a 200 dollars credit limit target store card that i was using to buy groceries and then maxing out and not paying to watching my credit score scrape 800 and then drift back down a few points, but getting the screenshot of that few days where it was 800 <laughs> and like popping champagne when that happened all the while, Sam finally the other day sent me a screenshot of her credit score. And I was like, Oh fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Co- coasting at like 820 or something. I was like, yeah. 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 Fuck you. You've been responsible a lot longer than I have. I get it. But you know, cause it took, it was a lot of process. It was a lot of opening cards and using them just enough. And, yeah. Then being savvy uh, about like points and airline points and shit like that. Something that's some major bullshit is that I had a credit card that I hadn't used. I mean, I opened it a while ago and I hadn't used it. And they ha- did tell me, to be fair, USAA said, you need to use this or we're going to close it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I need to use it. And I just forgot. And honestly, I th- it's somewhere deep in my like, you know, little safety deposit box because I don't carry it around with me. And it they closed it. And my... Mm-hmm. It went down like 10 points. I was like, this is, credit is a scam. That is a scam because I didn't use a dumb credit card that I opened years ago. And our mortgage has been one of the best things for my credit score. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I I think I mentioned one time before when we were talking about this, that I had a Discover card that was, I basically just wanted to have another credit card. I was like, one card? 
I, I should have two, right? Just in case yeah. the first one doesn't work. So I just had the Discover card. And one day I got the letter from Discover that was like, yeah. Um, and it had something ridiculous, like a $40,000 yes. credit limit. Cause yeah. they just, and one day they sent me the letter and they're like, yeah, we're cutting that to 18,000. And then another six months after that, they were like, yeah, we're closing your card. And I was like, oh, oh okay. And the following week, I got a letter from Discover Card that was like, hey, we miss you. Please come uh, back. And I was uh, like, dude, you, you broke up with this. me. <laughs> they finally slowed down. But for years, I would get Discover Card mail like four days a week. I've never had a Discover Card. And they just wanted more than anything for me to open a Discover Card. Yep. And like pearlized envelopes and shit, like expensive paper. Yes. All right. So I think this is where we say... Do we want two more minutes on credit cards, or do we just want to know that that's probably going to be a longer show at some point? Uh, that's going to be a longer, longer show. show. Yeah. Right. Look at us cracking. It's like Planet Money TV. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, next up, this is so dumb. <laughs> Sophie's Choice Keyboard Edition. <laughs> this is what one letter would you be willing to sacrifice on your keyboard? I think that's it. <laughs> that's where that comes from. <laughs> Hey, okay, so this story, I, I have to tell the listeners that this, this comes from the fact that lately, my work keyboard, the letter A has become incredibly sensitive. So it's not even that I'm necessarily like kind of pressing the A, it's like I have my finger hovered next to the A while I'm hitting the caps lock and it'll just type an A. So like I'm spelling my own name wrong so much these days <laughs> because of this. My passwords are going in wrong. Everything. My boss ordered a new keyboard for me, but Good. it's on back order. So we'll see. But my life <laughs> trying to write anything at work. Yeah, I mean, I'm backspace these A's. At my desk right now, I'm just pulling out here. I've got a, I've got a spare Logitech USB keyboard that was probably 10 bucks or 15 bucks. Maybe, maybe it's Logitech brand, so it might have been 20 bucks. I replaced it because I have a, a Logitech like Bluetooth that works with multiple devices now, and I've raved about it before. It's my MX Keys Logitech board. I really like it. It's not fancy enough for Gregory. I understand that. Of course, he would just mail you when he built for you, probably. <laughs> probably. Ask nicely. Yeah. He'll 3D print you all the buttons and assemble it. And, <laughs> but I mean, this Logitech keyboard sitting here collecting dust, it's one of the many things that should not move with me, except that that backup fear of, oh, no, I need a backup keyboard mm. for my laptop? No. <laughs> uh, do you want it? I'll mail it to you. No, because I got one on order. <laughs> yeah, but it's on back order. Yeah, it's all right. I kind of like the challenge. <laughs> That's the most and thing I've ever heard. Challenge right, well, me, motherfucker. Let's go, keyboard. I'm, I'm sticking it back it. in my desk now. Um, yeah, so I guess the Sophie's Choice part was, yeah, what letter would you sacrifice? I don't know. Mm, I'm, I'm going to say the A is pretty bad. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about Wordle right now, so I'm thinking about most used letters. And, R, by the way, R my, would be a bad one. My yeah. opener, by the way, is... Yeah, because then it would be Albert Pape on everything. Like, that's not going to fly. <laughs> Can't. My opening no, and is... it would be Abbott. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, Abbott. Um, I'm not fancy, by the way. I don't have some mathematically super opener word. My opener word is just the word notes, N-O-T-E-S. And I like having that S in the last position because if I know it's a plural word, that spares me a lot of effort. Ooh. So my, I use steam. Yeah. That's mine. Chaos, because I want to know if there's going to be a ch or an s, like an s h ah, yeah, involved. Yeah, yeah. That's in good. 
Somebody this weekend told me theirs was irate. And I was like, oh, that's good. Sometimes I hear a lot of people saying adieu is theirs because they want to knock out, like, All that situation. But yeah. that kind of stresses me out. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. So I don't know if there's potential for a future show in I don't that. think so. <laughs> But, I think this uh, is exactly where it belongs in a potpourri show. If Meredith ever gets electricity again, she and Gregory can fill us in on their factory. Uh, next up is, quote, what part of that is sad? <laughs> this is one that I'm like, God, we thought we were so clever when we wrote that down. I can't For the life of me, I can't remember. I can't remember it. I mean, were we just being sarcastic when somebody's like, I don't know. I don't know. We must have been talking about something, guys. <laughs> I yeah. Uh, I guess we're going to have to call in Christy and Meredith here to hopefully remember, quote, what part of that is sad? Question mark, maybe, close quote. Maybe Meredith would remember, but I'm pretty sure Christy won't. I know. Shoot. I just feel like it wasn't somebody dying or something that, that bad. Right. But it no, was... I don't think it was. It yeah. wasn't like a schadenfreude thing. I, we would remember that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I'm rooting for somebody's failure. Um, uh, I don't right. know. I think we got to throw up the flag on this one. When we yeah. get the get the rest of the team back in here, we'll figure it out. All right. Next okay. up, uh, actually, is a nice tie-in from the keyboard edition. It's technology and you! <laughs> <laughs> Exclamation point. Okay, I know I wrote that. That's definitely an and title right there. But... <laughs> I don't remember the context. I think I, I, if I remember correctly, and I may not, I think it was about our our experiences growing up with and comfort with technology and how that's changing. Well, we changing. discussed that a little bit. We have gotten into that a bit. Well, that was early internet more. Yeah. Right? Right. Not so much technology in general. I don't I always think it's such a cliche to be like i feel like i was born in the wrong time but like i'm fairly uninterested in technology i would say like i'm competent with technology like it's fine tm i don't shy away from it but i'm definitely well you guys know i'm not an early adopter no yeah yeah, yeah. and i you know i resist the iphone cult mm-hmm. <laughs> with my I whole would- heart I would say you're you're not like a luddite or anything, but you're not like consumed with it. Right. No, I'm yeah. not. Side note: that commercial for the phone that folds, I think it's a Galaxy of some kind. Yeah. I don't want that phone, but I do no. think the commercial is effective <laughs> in pointing out the way people talk about their iPhones, and I think it's just the performance of the actress uh, who's the the protagonist in the story when she first says. I wouldn't buy that phone. I love my phone. And just like the way she says it about her iPhone. Uh, yeah. And I, I am an iPhone cult person, but, and a Mac person, but like they, they nailed it. Like they really nailed that personality. You, you won't even try any of the newer stuff. Yeah. You haven't had a non iPhone since the razor. That's <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. Same. Oh, I would love to have my razor back. That's a good point. I know my, I think my last one pre iPhone was my, like the Samsung that opened like, vertical and like horizontal Ugh, mm. i loved it so much i loved that phone i loved that phone but i, <laughs> I can't did. play candy crush on that phone so uh, yeah i did have a pre pre smartphone with the slide out keyboard yeah, yeah. that was pretty Hell cool yeah yeah i had the touch screen blackberry with the slide out keyboard <laughs> 
I was trying to tell Bridget about texting, like T9 texting, and she just looked at me <gasps> blankly, like, what? Like, I was good. I was really good at it. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, oh, one. yeah. Uh. <laughs> we're, we're petering out there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel my age with technology because now, um, like, even design stuff, like, I was always the person who they went to and were like, hey, can you throw together this flyer or whatever? And now I'm just like, no, <laughs> like, yeah. no, please go to the 23 year old department assistant. Like, I just, no. Mm-hmm. And Excel lately, I'm finding myself building more reports and being like, I wish I knew Excel better than I do. Like, I know how to navigate it and do things, but I wish I was fast at yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Do, do we need two more minutes for me to talk about how I should take an online Excel class? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, I think we do need a couple more minutes because I want to talk about social media a little yeah. bit. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll give so, that a vote. Yeah, so so that's part of, of technology, right, is two a social on media the yes, it is. aspect. And the, like, I only ever even got on Facebook because my sister-in-law peer pressured me into it. And I have no interest in being on Twitter except... Every once in a while, I want to check in on other people's tweets, and it makes me really mad now that they've started that you can't just scroll down people's tweets unless you yes. have an account. Yeah, that's, that's really dumb. I, I hate that. Um, but I'm determined that I'm not going to cave to it. So I don't have Twitter. I don't. I mean, I have an Instagram account, but I don't follow anybody. I'm Didn't not used interested to have in a URL off of our website that was to slash friend and to drive yes. on your Facebook yes. page? Yeah, I had less than a hundred friends when I started on this show. I like I, I just don't care about any yeah. of it. I like because I'm so nosy and I like to you know stalk people um, in my life. I I like social media in that way, but I really, really, really had to probably mm, maybe early in on having kids. I had to really like tell myself that it's all fake and I have to remind myself of that all the time and remind my children of that, that it's all fake. Like somebody can put up a happy family picture and like guarantee you two minutes before they were like screaming at each other. You know, it's all a facade. It's all bullshit. So I don't know. I, I, because I have that wall up and kind of understanding like it's fictional and it's not, you know, real life um, that I can kind of enjoy it. Otherwise I can I like, it, it could make you feel bad really quickly. And mm-hmm. and I've caught myself sometimes looking at people's bodies or whatever. I mean, like, oh, God, they look so good in a bathing suit. And, you know, everybody, especially like a celebrity, but like a lot of people, even just lay people, they, they you know, retouch stuff. And they... I didn't realize those pictures of me in my bathing suit were public. <laughs> <laughs> so I hear the kids talking about a new thing called Be Real. Have oh, you guys yes. gotten into yes. that? I have mm-hmm. not because right. that, that's five minutes there. Okay. So no, I but that... I know. Uh, I I haven't downloaded Be Real, but like I because Bo and Yang is like very into it, but I, I like I can't. I can't download another thing. That's where I am a Luddite because I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. Let me ask this. Should this be next week's show? Because we're at the point where we're really developing like there's yeah. a lot we could talk about between this and Musk and Twitter and Be yeah, Real maybe. And yeah. maybe. Like yeah. maybe it's maybe. time for T she gets social next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So there we go. Look at that. We got more show prep done. Hey, hey. hey. And now on to perhaps the most important thing that's been on this list for a very long time. Three minutes on Pitbull Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> we come up what was this well okay so we genuinely can't recall if it's like a rescue with pit bulls on a ranch or if it is pit bull djing at a ranch i don't know like 
or, or pill or, or, salad dressing line. Right. right. Or is it right? Is it or is there's it? So and, many and then there's, interpretations. There, there's the mathematic permutations therein, right? It's a Punnett square. So like, is it is it um, the DJ Pitbull who is it like Newman's Own but Pitbull Ranch? <laughs> And in that case, is it better? Because I hate every Newman's own dressing I've ever had. I truly don't know. I don't know. It's it's been on the list for so long. I mean, is it like Margaritaville? Like, is it like a place you go to really enjoy a particular artist? Like, what would be your Pitbull Ranch? What would be your Margaritaville? The Pitbull Ranch would be a restaurant that specializes in like shitty Americanized Cuban food, right? Because it would be the 305. Yeah. Oh. Mr. Mr. Worldwide. It would yeah. be the Texas Roadhouse of Miami. There would be some sort of steak component. I, all of this. I love a Cuban sandwich. Fuck, I'll mm-hmm. fuck with that. That's good. <laughs> it would just, yeah, it would, be the, it would be South Beach in a restaurant <laughs> in <laughs> Evansville, Indiana. <laughs> and... <laughs> oh my God. That is like the worst combination of worlds possible. No, I... I I say that because the first Margaritaville I went to, or was no, excuse me, the first cheeseburger in paradise I went to <laughs> was at Evansville, Indiana. So that's I, my frame of reference. See, I, I think that that could be a winning concept because, like, I've never been to a Texas roadhouse. Uh, like, roadhouses. Really? Yeah. I don't, why? I don't I mean, care. You know, how I mean, you know how I feel about roadhouses. I mean, one of my favorite movies (laughs) yeah exactly well they're fairly new to minnesota i don't know how many there are here but there Mm. is one over by my store where i used to go work and every time i drive over there the parking lot is packed yeah even through the pandemic it was totally full all the time and i'm like why do i put in these steaks i just i don't understand it's just a chain butter they just Mm. they cook the damn things in butter it's amazing. I mean, I mean w- what is it about? You would think with the, the rate, Texas, the rate at which it? their customers would be dying, their regulars. No, exactly. From the... No, no. What is is it about the Texas Roadhouse that is different from the Australian Outback Steakhouse? <laughs> I, you know, it's funny because I just was saying this to Sam the other day. There's a Texas Roadhouse and a an Outback and one of the other ones. All within like a mile of each other in the Albany suburbs where all those restaurants are right on that strip. And I always still want to just go to Texas Red House. I almost said Bugaboo Creek, which hasn't existed in years. <laughs> but no no one else with a Bugaboo Creek? No. Yeah, I don't know. That was a thing. Um, this is amazing. <laughs> Do we need two more minutes to talk about Pitbull <laughs> Oh, I can't I mean- imagine. All all I'll say is I remember that I was not on the show where this was discussed. (laughs) And when it was written down as a topic, I was like, you guys are so crazy. What on earth are you going to do to build a show around this? Well, I think I think it's still a warm lead. Uh, (laughs) I think if we just spent 10 minutes on each permutation of Pitbull and Ranch, we would be all over it. All right. Next up. um, This is actually a discussion about a concept that we like, but haven't been able to do. Tishy Pub Trivia. We're yep. doing that sometime. We Someday. have to. Yeah. The problem is that you, Bobby, have to be our trivia master, and you're so damn busy yes. like, with and, your grown-up job. And it's creating the questions and figuring yes. out a way that we're going to do it on the show, yep. right? So that yeah. there's some awkwardness there. And, and so really, it's it's you all competing and me hosting. I'm the... Yes, yes. Because all, uh, all four of us are um, lovers of the trivia competition. Right. Yes. The trivia arts. Right. Maybe so we I, just need to get together... The, you know, the next time and just 
go to trivia and make it happen and see if we really are a dream team. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we compliment each other on like, you know, I fail at music stuff and, you know, y'all could be good at that. And, you know, obviously I can do. You've got presidents. Yeah, I got presidents. I can Mm -hmm. do it. I can do movies. (laughs) We could do it. I, I, I just know random stuff. I Right, me too. My uh, knowledge is broad and thin. Like it's yep, shallow. <laughs> the, the stuff I know is is random and unexpected and yeah. I know a little bit about a lot of stuff and yeah. then I have a lot of random things that just stick in my brain for some reason and I'll yeah. come up with a fact and I'll be like, Is that true? I don't know. And then I look it up and usually I'm pretty much correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I'll, I'll work on my Ken Jennings impression, I guess. <laughs> good. Is he a good host? I, I don't watch Jeopardy at all. I haven't watched Jeopardy I, in years. Does I, I don't do watch a, a lot. Job? I think he's fine. Nobody's you know? going to be Trebek. I mean, that's the right. problem. They don't have right. the... He, he. I mean, Trebek could be snarky, but... Uh, and I like Ken Jennings. I do. He just has a little bit of the snarkiness that sometimes I think can mm-hmm. be grating. But I don't. I don't watch it regularly. So we're going to do Tishy Pub Trivia. I guess that's yes, the end of that. Yeah. It's happening. All right. And we'll figure out a way to do it. And of course, I'd be happy to host it when I have time to breathe. Yes. Um, yeah. Next up, the T-She, excuse me, the T-She show, T-E-A-She show, <laughs> non-alcoholic workhorses. I mean, honestly, this I can't believe this hasn't been a show topic before. Like... Uh, like what are I mean obviously Diet Coke like that's a given <laughs> Hello. I mean right. Right. <laughs> that's just as but I have thoughts on you know different sodas different you know spritzer kind of deals mm-hmm. um, hot beverages versus cold beverages I'm drinking yes. an unflavored original uh, polar seltzer right now but why out of a plastic bottle Ugh. because I'm I drink- like seltzer and I li- uh-huh. actually what I really like is club soda <laughs> You, you never sounded man. more like an East Coaster than <laughs> no. you do right now. I'm with a drink- lime, with a I lime like seltzer. <laughs> Sue me. Um, I'm drinking a Cascade Ice Strawberry Lemonade, which Ooh. I really like. Though their bottle shapes irritate the shit out of me because Those are they're... the tall, skinny ones, right? Yes. And they just, you get a, like a light breeze in the refrigerator and they just go boop. Oh, take yep. over. Yep. yep. Bowling pins. Yep. Yep. So this is a. Uh, this is a, a show about drinks, but not alcoholic yeah. drinks. The tea yeah. she show. I regret to inform you that my doctor has told me I need to drink less Diet Coke. Uh, oh, my God. That's a show in itself. This is yeah. a serious intervention situation. I know. That's... When you go to your doctor and you're like, Doc, I just feel like I'm peeing all the time. And she's like, well, have you tried drinking less? Thanks. Thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thanks for the help. <laughs> that, and that here's really me moving into an apartment with two bathrooms because that's my answer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's only two of us. So the answer to that is, yes, of course it fucking helps when you're drinking half as much liquid as you were before. But still, it's weird. I don't know. It happened all of a sudden. It's not not diabetes. I I know, but it was all at once. It's not like a gradual thing. It was just like all of a sudden I was like, holy shit, I'm peeing a lot. Were you drinking more water? No. That's so weird. I don't know. Hmm. But now I get to go see the physical therapist for my pelvic floor strengthening oh, exercises. <laughs> Hell, you know. Uh, now we're going to need two more minutes on this. I already know. <laughs> no, we definitely don't. But I'll just say that if judging by the volume of bottles and cans in my recycle bin is any judge, I have cut my diet coke consumption by over half. Wow. Wow. 
and yeah, it's so people, hard, you guys. A, that's a beer and wine thing. When you see somebody walking out with a recycle bin and it's overflowing with beer cans or wine bottles, you're over here and it's just Diet Coke and caffeine-free Diet Coke. Yep. Uh, uh, I took a melatonin last night, by the way, which I almost never do, and it worked. Uh, yeah, but it does I was work. out of it this morning. You got to be was... careful. I'm a regular melatonin user, which is not good, but I need sleep. But I cut it down to it's like, I, it's like I'm a little like dust on it, like just a little tiny hmm. bit. It's like one milligram. I just took a five milligram pill because that's what we had. Yeah. I, I texted Sam and I was like, I slept like shit last night, the night before. I think I'm going to take a melatonin tonight. And she was like, yeah, the bottle's in the drawer. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. Um, so this one has legs. The, the yes. tea she show. Yep. Yes. All right. Next up is slang. <laughs> well, I've been thinking about this a lot lately because... All my daughter says, if I'm like, hey, um, you know, let's get in the car. We're leaving. You know what she says? Slay. That's it. Everything Jesus. is slay. Slay. <laughs> Would you, so you're saying it's slay all day. Hey, wait, come here. You want to say it in the microphone? Because she just walked in. Slay all day. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's God, that's my... so toxic. <laughs> I know. Slay yeah. queen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but yes, um, slay is important in our household and she just said very important, but, um, I, um, I think I just, like, I say cool still all the time. Me like, too. Well, yeah. We're not going to get back into the cool beans thing, are we? Cause no. that's going to have some words for me. <laughs> uh, what did I use? I used, uh, chuggy in the office the other oh, day. No. Oh, I'm not even really sure what the context for Chugi is. And I was complimented, actually, I think, by one of my younger employees for just knowing that that word existed. And I was like, that's not even new. That's been around a while. But frankly, it's so stupid. I mean, like, it's a poorly constructed word yes. is what it is. Well, it's a clunky mouthful, which, yep. you know. And Chugi is... sounds like my... Oh, and I love you so much. Um, and honestly, chuggy is kind of chuggy to say now. Like the definition yeah. of chuggy well, is that's like what I was thinking is it's it's like an onomatopoeia of definition by its sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you know I, I think there are times in my life where I try to you know bring in a new one, and it just like uh, Louis Vertel on Keep It says rad all the time. Yep, and he sure I, does. I can't. I can't. That's that's 1986. Like I, that's stuck there. I just it's it sounds cool when somebody else says it, and I respect it. But that is, I just can't say it. It sounds like a foreign word coming out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, I have heard my younger coworkers, my team, bussing more and more lately. Ooh, coming I don't around. know that one. I it just uh, just means good right like just bussin that's bussin <laughs> that mac and cheese is bussin i don't i don't know that Ugh. uh delicious yeah 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 african-american vernacular uh mm-hmm. delicious so i'm sure they're getting it from the music these days okay oh bussin <laughs> really good usually describes food okay All urban right. dictionary used when something is so fucking good <laughs> simp bussin and cap here are the gen z slang terms you need to know i assume i know simp and i know cap but bussin that's new to me bussin <laughs> tishi is bussin just... maybe this is an east coast thing maybe it just maybe. hasn't spread across the country yet yeah 
All right, so yeah, that's... we're squares. We're squares. Slay, queen, slay. Whatever, we're hepcats here. <laughs> yeah. uh, awesome, Dedio. Um, <laughs> and that that was all 19 items on the list. I did wow. put number 20. I did put number 20 pencils just in case we wanted to reinvestigate Hillary's rage issue. Uh, uh, and, and, yeah. Well, actually, I added that at the last minute because. You were talking about how the pencil you broke was a good, like it wasn't a good pencil, but it had a good eraser. And I thought we've yeah. done a pens yeah. show where we've talked mm-hmm. about our pens. We could do a whole show just talking about our favorite pencils and like the types of pencils because I, oh yeah, growing, growing up I was taught that the Ticonderoga two and a half was oh, the correct oh, great oh. pencil. Oh, yeah. yep, it's controversial. This wasn't uh, officially on the list, so I have not set a timer for this. We can take as long as we want on the Ticonderoga two and a half. <laughs> Uh, I am all... I am very particular about my pencils, and I I don't like a skinny pencil. I like mm-hmm. a pencil that has a little bit more girth to it <laughs> because it just feels better in my hand. I'm one of those people that I could never. <laughs> <laughs> I I have always held my pencil incorrectly. You know, whatever the correct way to do it is with the uh, I don't know perched on the tip of the middle finger and with the pointer finger on the side or whatever and i don't i grip my pencil in between my fingers and they tried so hard to break me of that habit with those little like rubber things that they put on the pencils that's supposed to hold your fingers in the right places and i just never ever ever wait where does your where does yours where does it rest like your Uh, pencil it's actually sitting on my middle finger the 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 lower part near the lead is sitting on the um, second digit or the second knuckle, I guess. Oh, okay, okay. And then, and then the butt end of the pencil is on the crook of my thumb and first yeah. finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I my pen and pencil, uh, which is I think one of the reasons why I have truly terrible handwriting, is it rests on my ring finger. Oh, yeah. that is different. Yeah, no, I know. And they were like, "No, that's not right." And I'm like, "Well." Too late. You, just, you don't have a lot of strength in your ring finger, no, so well, I can see why they would be confused. But anyway, my point is that because of the way I grasp my pencil, I think it, the skinny pencils don't feel very good. I need something a little bit uh, greater <laughs> uh, diameter. Bobby's like, <laughs> no, nah, well, I'm actually I'm just checking out of all of that things that mm-hmm. sound like a penis and. <laughs> And I also need a click eraser on the back. Sorry. No, that's interesting. And I am talking about penises. (laughs) That I I now understand why you haven't found the right man yet. They're hard Uh, to come by. The Blackwing 602 pencil is like the music composer snob pencil and like the musician snob pencil. And they stopped making them for a while. And then another company started making them just like regional cheap beer. So, um, it, it's, um, like the antique ones are disappearing and now you can buy, you can buy the the new sort of reproduction ones. But if you go to the Blackwing website, there's actually a, a landing page called the story of the $40 pencil. Yikes. And it was like, it was John Steinbeck's favorite pencil and like, it's legendary. And oh my God, yeah, I'll put a link in here cause they look a little different and you can get them now. I have a couple on my desk at work because I have found them laying around on stage after rehearsals. Ooh, God. yeah, exactly. Brats. So they're not actually $40 <laughs> anymore. I think you can get them for several dollars a piece, but 
Let's see here. A set of 12 for $27 for the Blackwing oh, 602. that's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. I think what I'm realizing is that I'm less particular about the exact pencil and more that once I get it, nobody else better touch my pencil. Yeah. I don't share pencils. Yeah. That's good. Oh. Pencil monogamy is great. It is a nice... That is interesting. It is nice. But the eraser is really nice. Hmm. Yeah. I use a, I use a paper mate sharp writer, the kind with the twisty end, the twisty tip. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. So I, I never refill them. They don't last long enough. But I like the twisty tip instead of a click. Oh. I like to break them. I like ones that I can break in half. It feels good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're just gonna, for your rage. We're, we're going to buy you the bulk gross. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Number two pencils. Um, you know what we didn't ever decide on? What's what? the question of the week? Oh, which one of these show topics should we explore more? Oh. oh but that no. would be really no. no, you'd really have had to listen. <laughs> yeah. Should we do like what's your favorite slang word? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I like it. It's yeah. better than what's your favorite pencil. So. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, oh, well, look, they're all crossed out now on the right <laughs> We did it. I was working off a different list because, again, I didn't, I wanted there to be a little surprise in this, so I needed to mm-hmm. randomize it. Yeah. Uh, actually, we should, we should not cross off the things that we yes. decided are actually going to, so the T-She show, yes, that yeah. was going to work. Right. Yep. Um, I think we've got more pillow talk in us. Yeah, I think we do. Yeah. I think we've got more pillow talk. Credit cards. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Credit cards. Below deck, oh, technology and you, yeah. Below experts, technology oh and you. Wait a minute, did I miss one? What? Yes, mastermind theater. <gasps> yeah. Oh shit. The numbered list. I just hopped over because dumbest food names was below it, and it, <laughs> moons over my tutti frutti stuck out so far. I'm sorry, I did not mean to offend mastermind theater. Although I think it's a show that doesn't really involve me, so I probably just zoned it out. <laughs> it's just <laughs> Meredith and Anne. Yeah, it's just brains on display. That was it. <laughs> Well, Big, it, it, just, it just comes from our Myers-Briggs, yep. uh, INTJ. Right. Remember when we read some of the um, summaries of those, we were called mm-hmm. the mastermind. And right. so we haven't done like a latest scientist episode in a long time. So no. we were thinking about calling it mastermind theater. Oh, well, there we it. go. And we'll it. do Mastermind Theater 3000, where I just sit and just record a riff track over <laughs> that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Hillary, that'll be you and me. We'll just sit there and make fun of them. And we're like, nerds, nerds, yeah. nerds. <laughs> you can, no, no, un- uncross out Mastermind Theater. That's, that's. What? <laughs> you two are going to do it, and then we're going to make no fun of it. There's no there there. Well, there's, there's, there's half, two halves of an episode there. You talk for 30 minutes about something, and then Meredith, or Hillary and I listen and react in real time to it. I mean, maybe Meredith and I will do like a drama piece be the masterminds oh, doing theaters oh, and then you guys can it. react to it <laughs> i it. like this this is good we can sit up in our box and <laughs> I, I mean honest to god one of the most fun times i've ever had recording with anybody was when meredith and i watched the super bowl and then recorded after it <laughs> it was great we could not stop laughing <laughs> It was great. That was what so we talked about. I remember listening to it. Deflating your balls for about 15 minutes. Yep. Uh, We discussed that before we started recording today, too. Um, (laughs) You got to pay extra for that. Uh, Hillary, love is blind, really? Okay. This makes me completely happy. 
and also not surprised. It is this truly is on your list. one of the worst shows, but it brings me, I don't know why, every single time I've watched, now every season, I'm halfway through the third season, it is so insipid. And I can watch some dumb shows, like, obviously, we all know, that. I can I can hang with some dumb shows. These people are so stupid, the whole concept is so stupid, yet, okay, so the part where they're in the pods, and they're, like, not seeing each other, um... And like whatever they're connecting, their souls are connecting. That that part is actually like is boring, and I don't really like it because it's you know whatever. Yeah. Somebody's gonna. I just. Im- I mean, I've never watched it, but I imagine it's a whole lot of guys trying desperately to figure out how to say no fatties without saying no well, fatties. Last season, that definitely happened, and it wasn't even that like undercover like at all i mean he never he didn't say no fatties but it was he was basically like i really like a girl that's in shape i mean that's the right. way yep to, that's, that's the code yes. that's the code I like an, somebody who's active and blah mm-hmm. blah blah this one i was a little bit nervous because there's one girl alexa i think in real life she would be like maybe she's a size 10 or something but like on a reality show that is like a morbidly obese person you know right. it's like whoa and i was a little bit nervous that when her when she got engaged and the guy met her for the first time that he was going to be like, Bleh. he actually seems very into her and she seems very cool and it's all good. The interesting part of this show that also does stress me out is when they're like trying so hard to force it and then they're, they're made to live with each other for four weeks or whatever and integrate each other. And the good thing that they do on this show, good, is that they cast people from the same city. So it, there's no like... Oh, I live in Chicago and you live in Los Angeles or whatever. They're they're actually in the same city, so they kind of forge a life together for this month or whatever. And it's interesting to see while somebody you maybe had a emotional connection with something annoys about you about them in real life. Like <laughs> putting their towel on the ground or whatever, or like they don't why? close the why cupboards. Would why, why would you, you why that? would you not why would you not hang it up? <laughs> Hillary. 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 Why? I, I can see there was one guy who had this like mole on his nose. He was otherwise a very attractive person. And I think if I saw that for the first time, I'm like, I don't know if I can get over this. I don't know if I love you enough to get over this. <laughs> anyway, that's interesting. It is so stupid. It is so stupid. But then I will listen to a podcast and they're talking about it and they're kind of making fun of it. So that's enjoyable to me. Anyway, if you're looking for something very dumb, uh, I it's good. And it's hilarious. The, the most hilarious part is it's, you know, Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey are the hosts, but they make like cameo appearances once every four episodes. Like they're like, here we are. Hope you found love. And then they disappear again. But I don't know. I hope they're making money from it. I think they are. Anyway, very stupid, but I enjoy it because I enjoy stupid shit. <sighs> anyway, moving on, get involved. Um, the website is, <laughs> I read it down. Uh, the website is this show has everything.com. Uh, join our face group, Facebook group. And while Mark Zuckerberg is grotesque, our Facebook group is fun. Something that is not fun is, uh, the show Twitter is at, uh, we've changed the name to at fuck Elon Musk. We're out mic drop. Um, <laughs> I actually was thinking about that. And if, whenever we talk about technology and us, I, I, read twitter not to like i don't like post anything really i just kind of like read it for news or funny memes or whatever and it just is increasingly just gross and i'm thinking Mm -hmm. about not being on there anymore because it's gross um and 
whatever. Um, email us at tishi at gmail. Uh, I'm sorry, tishi show at gmail.com. Send us a voice memo. We love them. Thank you for sending them. Um, fax Bobby uh, a show idea, maybe 617-354-8513. We're still sticking with AOL. The keyword is Tishi. <laughs> and thanks for joining us, y'all. That was um, really cathartic. It feels good to clean the closet and come up with show ideas. And that was everything. I'm going to be so excited to make the next run sheet. I know. And so delete clean. all of these lines. Goodbye. <sighs> I love cleaning it up. My regrets look just like texts I shouldn't send. And I got neighbors that more like strangers we could be friends. I just need a way out. My head, I'll do anything for a way out. My head, in my own way, this feel like living. Some ultimate reality, and I was drowning, but now I'm swimming. Just